What is up, guys? Kelsey Charles here, and I'm actually not joined by Megan Murray this time, but don't worry, because we have a very special guest joining us today. I'm going to call you my co-host, because that's pretty much what you're going to be, so I hope you're ready for those shoes to fill. Um, we've got friend of the show, Flip Mozzie, joining us. What is up, my friend? Welcome back. Thank you. Thank you. You know, I was a little worried coming back on the show, because the last time we did this, the Cowboys got that W over my Vikings, but we're just going to have to call this the revenge podcast. Oh, or this could just yeah. be, you know, the bad omen, if you will. We need to have you come on each time so we can guarantee that dub for the Cowboys, because, you know, I am, um, I'll be honest with you, as I've been diving into this game and prepping for it, I'm feeling less and less confident this is a lock in the win column. I have to admit, if I'm being completely honest with you. Well, I don't know why you would ever think it's a lock when you're playing the Vikings. You know, we (laughs) tend to bring out uh, the backup quarterbacks into existence. So, Well, I actually want to talk about that because um, Mm -hmm. it's, it's, it's impressive. I look at your record, right? Three and three. I don't think that that's a really truly accurate depiction of the talent and the actual caliber of team that you have up in Minnesota right now, you know, just in terms of the weapons, in terms of what Kirk Cousins is doing, you know, let's not even begin to laugh at your, honestly, what Thielen and Jefferson are doing is great, but you also have Dalvin Cook in the backfield. Like you remind me. Yeah if I'm starting to truly put things on paper, some of the weapons that the Cowboys have, but maybe we know Justin Jefferson is, is next level, but like, honestly, there are some compatibilities that I'm seeing maybe a little bit, definitely no offense, but more on the mm. Cowboys team, I think just inadvertently roster wise, but there's, there's nothing to scoff at when it comes to Minnesota. Yeah, you know, the Vikings definitely have some weapons this year, and they've been building that over time. Like you said, Justin Jefferson, Adam Thielen, Dalvin Cook is back there. Uh, The Cowboys, I will say, probably have the edge when it comes to the offensive line. But even Minnesota's offensive line is improved this year. So is, is three and three a good representation of the team you're playing? You know, I'd say yes and no. I'd say the Vikings are a little underrated. Uh, for being a three and three team you know we've played five one score games this year and it's been close wins close losses a roller coaster for us all season long so I think a lot of people are overlooking that but I know Vikings fans there's a lot of Vikings fans out there who think this team is a fumble and a missed field goal away from being five and one yeah I mean, I think that's super valid. Even just breaking it down a little bit further with Jefferson and Thielen, they've combined for over 900 yards and eight touchdowns this season. You know, Dalvin Cook, 366 yards, 4.7 yards per carry is, is super solid. And a pair of touchdowns for him, it feels like there's not one thing that this Cowboys defense and Dan Quinn can just hone in on and say, we have to eliminate that. We have to take that away. Definitely. It's going to be a, you have to really feel a complete defense to stop the Minnesota Vikings or, you know, sometimes the Vikings just honestly choose to stop themselves because they got a traditional coach in Mike Zimmer. They love to run the ball. I think Kirk Cousins, you know, they let him pass it when the game 
is tied or when they're losing. But the second the Vikings get like a three point lead, even they just kind of go back to like 1990s football. And it's a little hard to watch at times. I'm not going to lie. So I have no idea what they're going to try Sunday night. Okay. So let me ask you this, because I feel like Kirk Cousins, I used to love, he's been a guy that has been such a voyager and traveler around the league, right? I mean, it doesn't seem like he's had a home, at least it feels like he finds a home for a a chunk of years, but no one's ever, in my opinion, been like, this is our, our long-term answer. He's our franchise quarterback. Like he's hasn't really truly been that guy, but yet he's been able to be pretty successful at the various stops that he's had in one way or another. So what is the sentiment in, in, in what you're seeing around him from a team perspective and how's the fan base reacting to what he's doing with the team right now? Are they believing in him wholeheartedly? Do they want to keep him around or is this kind of a, Hey, like we're happy it's working, but like, you know, it's, they're not super attached to him for the long term. So the typical fan experience with Kirk Cousins is number one, he's not going to show up in the big games. He's, he's going to struggle whenever it's a primetime game. <laughs> you expect him to struggle whenever it's like a two minute his... drive to go down and get yes. a, a winning touchdown. Football is like abysmal. It's unbelievable. It's, it's incredible. I think he's won. I, he's, he's played well, but the actual wins in primetime are not always there. Yeah. And if he's down like 20 points in the fourth quarter, that's when you see Kirk throw for like 200 yards and two touchdowns, but they still lose. Yeah. Um, it, it, another thing with Kirk is he's, he's always been a guy who just has two complete boneheaded plays per game. Like either he will fumble the ball or he'll trip over his own feet. But honestly, 2021 has been different and there's no other way to say it. Kirk's playing at elite level this year, you know, He's got more time in the pocket. The offensive line, like I said, is improved. He's been laser accurate to his receivers. And those mistakes are really going away. He's only thrown two interceptions in the first six games this year. So if Kirk keeps on playing like this, he's going to be able to lead this team to beat anybody in the NFL. And the perception around him will change if he continues to play like this. It already has around Vikings fans. We, we, we believe in this guy. We see him as the most dangerous weapon in this offense right now. So when Kirk Cousins is dropping back and throwing the ball. Okay, so let me talk about um, a bit of who he's going to have to face personally because yeah. this Cowboys <laughs> secondary, it, I, it's, it really is. That's one of the biggest storylines to me is what they've been able to do defensively is it's they're they're tied for third in the NFL with 14 takeaways. That is, I mean, I would have settled for just a, a little bit above the floor compared to last year. Right. Like I had no expectations going into this year and for them to be able to do like Anthony Brown has a pair of, of turnovers. And I'm just like guys like that, are making plays. So what is, are, are you Trayvon all Diggs. Trayvon Diggs is not yeah. human. He's a cheat code, right? Like that man is, <laughs> he has more touchdowns than his brother. And that, <laughs> that is saying something you guys like, hello, but I, I, I guess are, is the secondary going to pose an issue? Do you feel like it's going to be a, 
hey, we're going to avoid Diggs entirely or because of the guys that have been able to step up, even despite Diggs being the rock star that he is like, it's just kind of one of those things where they're going to have to just be really solid in their fundamentals and try to not let the defense take literally anything away from them. Yeah. So from the Vikings standpoint, this is a fascinating game of how do you attack the Cowboys defense? Because, Mm -hmm. you know, on one hand you have Dalvin cook, maybe you try to avoid that secondary, avoid Anthony Brown, avoid Trayvon Diggs. But if you do that, then you're taking the ball out of Justin Jefferson's hands and you're not going to be able to throw to Adam Thielen as much. So I I can't tell you what they'll do. Honestly, Zimmer is probably going to make Trayvon Diggs tackle Dalvin Cook or try to tackle Dalvin Cook 20 times this game. But (laughs) what I want to see is I want to see LSU versus Bama, Justin Jefferson versus Trayvon Diggs as many times as we can get it. You know, it might be more fun if Stefan, if big brother Stefan was still on the Vikings. Wouldn't that be great? But we're going to have to settle with JJ and the guy's averaging 91 yards per game. So I'm hoping they go that route. Honestly, talk about a pair of a blue blood SEC match. Oh my goodness. Like, me, especially compared to how LSU is playing right now, like, I feel like if you're an LSU fan, you just at this point have to turn away from what's happening at your actual team and look for the individual players in the league and be like, remember what we were in 2019? <laughs> yeah. They need to do some features on Mama Diggs too, though, with, with yes. Stefan and Trayvon both on the league. Like, I need, I need her story. Oh, I agree with that. I actually need her parenting tips too because I have this theory that like, I, I need to raise an NFL player. I, although I don't quite think that, you know, unless my future husband is just super incredibly talented, like I feel like my child needs to be like a kicker or a long snapper or something like that, where it's like, listen, baby, go, go in and make that league minimum, you know, that, that seven fifty, and just go for the longevity and then you'll be golden. Like, it's fine. You don't have to make the most money, but like, even the league minimum is, is, more than solid, okay? We're respecting yeah. that. Kelsey, I'm going to give you a tip right now. It all starts with the name. Like, when you, na- when you name somebody Trayvon Diggs and Stefan Diggs, j- like, those are football names. Justin Jefferson. That's so, so true. Think about that one. I'm accepting uh, name ideas currently for the <laughs> child that I haven't met the father yet. So. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm sure you can just keep your last name. Yeah, exactly. I love it. I love it. Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity, but giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge, that takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey, instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's Insight Assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. 
Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Okay. So, you know, we talk about your offense and then kind of how they're going to face the defense. I want to go into defensively what the Cowboys can expect. And then we'll, and then we'll go to the really big question mark around the Cowboys, which is our quarterback situation right now, which I even hate even saying that out loud, but anyways, you know, Zimmer has his history with the Cowboys. We all know that at this point, but he's very defensive minded. So for him, you know, what, what can, what do you feel like is going to be his plan of attack, his main priority, at least a couple of the top priorities for him in facing, let's just assume that it's a full-fledged, you know, every Cowboys offensive weapon, including Dak is on the field. Yeah, I, and I think, so if Dak is on the field, the way Zimmer usually goes about this is he wants the quarterback, he wants the Cowboys in second and long, and third and long. And so the way you do that is you man up in the box. You try to stop Zeke Elliott and Tony Pollard. Now the Vikings haven't really been very good against the run this year. So will they able to be able to stop Zeke and, and Pollard? That's probably a question, but I think that's where it starts. Um, honestly, this game looks like a shootout. If you're, if you're a Vikings fan, because I'm not sure how they match up against CD lamb against Amari Cooper, you know, Michael Gallup is healthy now. So, so they could easily air it out if they feel like they have the advantage against their cornerback group. So it's interesting. You say that I'm looking right now. Yeah. I mean, you guys Mm -hmm. are ranked in the lower half in terms of rushing defense. So I wonder too, and we'll, we'll, we'll touch on this now. I guess it's a good time with, if Dak is not a hundred percent and we know that this is a, a massive talking point for obvious reasons. So yeah. with that, with that calf injury, you know, we all know that all these quarterbacks and great quarterbacks and franchise quarterbacks, especially they're going to want to play even, you know, you could have a rib poking out and they're like, I'm fine. I'm fine. Just like put, you yeah. know, like smelling salts and I'm good. Right. Like we know they're insane like that. So I look at that and I'm like, okay, so here's a couple options in my mind. Do you think if he plays that maybe it's something where the Cowboys try and attack the run a little bit more and not put as much of the game on Dak's shoulders to try and make plays because that is a weakness, at least it's stat wise. Or do you feel like, you know, this is a situation where either way, I mean, if, if Dak isn't playing, it's just kind of game over and the Cowboys lose their advantage immediately. Yeah, that's a really good question, Kelsey. You know, I hadn't really thought of that approach as maybe he plays, but he's limited um, and the Cowboys run a different offense than they would if Dak was fully healthy. You know, usually you would just go to the backup quarterback in that situation, but there's such a big drop off in talent between Dak Prescott and Cooper Rush. So, yeah, they could easily do that and make Zeke the focal point. 
again, I don't know if the Vikings defense will be able to stop Zeke this game, but I would probably be really worried if I were a Cowboys fan, if you see Dak in there, because we do have a great pass rush. Daniil Hunter is a monster. Uh, He's top 10 in pressures this year. Everson Griffin, it seems like once he puts on that purple jersey, he goes right back to being a baller. I can't. I'm still bitter. I'm sorry. I'm mad. I'm like, where were we? What is is dark blue that much different than dark blue? Like, are you kidding me? Not his color. I can't. Not his color. He's purple. He's about that purple life. He's not about the blue. So I'd be pretty nervous about getting, you know, Dak back there and seeing Daniil Hunter versus Lyle Collins, seeing Dak get hit a couple of times. That would make me really nervous. Yeah. Yeah. I'm with you. And it's like at this point with this team, do you health wise, do you want to chance that? Right. Like, you know, I know I think this game is important, but if you want to think long-term, is it, 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 I'm not even going to say it, but if you think about long-term health and preservation of that, do you want to take that risk? And if so, how do you want to approach it? And I think that adjusting the way they play their offense could be something Mm -hmm. where, it's a little less dynamic, but it also still gets the job done. It might be a solution in itself. Sure. And I want to see Dak, but we should say, because, you know, we're, we're talking to a Vikings fan here. So, I mean, y'all beat us with Andy Dalton last year. I, it, it didn't even take <laughs> Dak Prescott to beat us last year. So I would not, uh, by any, I, by any means, the Vikings have played five closest games this year we lost to the Arizona Cardinals on a mixed field goal we beat the Detroit Lions on a last second field goal um that's almost more embarrassing than losing to them I'm sorry (laughs) we play down to our competition like Cooper Rush or Dak Prescott it's probably going to be a close game we lost to Andy Dalton last year two years ago we played the Kansas City Chiefs with Matt Moore we lost to that game Three years ago, we played the Denver Broncos with with Brandon Allen, and we were down 20 to nothing in the first half. So I I, I don't want to say that you should be optimistic with Cooper Rush, but Vikings fans, you know, if one quarter goes by and it's still a close game, we're going to start being real nervous about it. You uh, you called this a revenge podcast, and I can't help but think in light of the Andy Dalton game last year, and if if it comes to the it, if it comes to Cooper Rush seeing the field, I actually feel like this could be a revenge podcast, but more a revenge of the redheads. Wow! Um, in in terms of like Cooper Rush getting the best of you guys, just to ex- explain out and, and spell out my joke a little bit more because um, I just need to make sure that everyone gets it. But um, I'm just saying. I, I think that's my that could be where I'm, I'm at least manifesting that if it comes to it. I, I just have to be honest with you. So basically, you're saying we need to I need to look up all the redhead quarterbacks left on the schedule. <laughs> Next time, I'm trying to figure out how many games the Vikings are going to win. OK, I'll, I'll do that. Yeah. Or like even like a slight strawberry blonde. I'd be a little anxious about that. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I feel like it, it's 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 a part of the thing. Like and it, sports yeah. are weird, my friend, especially during this time <laughs> of year. Like, it, you know, things can get a little kind of a little spooky, if you will. Um, <laughs> OK, so all of that to say, I, I'd love to get your thoughts on just in general. Let's get your opinions on with Dak in the game and then with Dak out of the game. How you 
honestly, realistically see this going down for, you know, these two teams this weekend, where you think they're heading out at the end of, of the fourth quarter? Yeah, so I'm just going to assume Dak plays because I want him to play. And it's Sunday night. Like, let's get all the stars out. Um, if Cooper Rush plays, I think the Vikings, I expect the Vikings to win this game, which, you know, doesn't always happen. But I expect them to win this game pretty handily. We do have a good defense. Um, hopefully, Cooper Rush wouldn't be able to take advantage of Patrick Peterson maybe they could lean on the run game, but with Dak Prescott in the game, that's where it truly gets interesting. And that's where I think we could see a high scoring shootout. If the Vikings have any chance, it's going to be either a shootout. I think the the Cowboys are going to put up points no matter what. So it's a question of how many points can the Vikings score on the Cowboys defense? Yeah. I have to say a couple of keys in my mind that, are a little bit more of the under the radar storylines and not in the good way for this Cowboys team in terms of areas to exploit. I'd say they really have to get their red zone and lock that down, you know, in terms of conversions, they it's still an area that they struggle with. And as creative as Kellen Moore has been, and again, as many offensive weapons this team has, they've got to be better in in closing things out. They just have to be. And then you think about switching things, the other side of the ball defensively, the takeaways are incredible and that's so good. And I love that Dan Quinn is letting these guys play and just letting them loose and saying, make the play, like go for it. But that, that same token on, on the other side of it, if you think about it, they've also been giving up a lot of chunk plays, which when you have a more than serviceable quarterback in Kirk cousins, and then you also have the weapons that you do, like we just have discussed for the last 30 minutes, I don't want to give them any more than I have to, because those are guys that will completely take advantage of any inch that you give them and, and make something happen. Like you said, and I feel like the Cowboys could very quickly, if they don't come out firing on all cylinders, be leaving Minnesota and licking their wounds and saying, what happened? Because on paper we are, we should have won that game. Yeah. It's both teams are coming off the bye week. So that always kind of puts a little bit of added pressure to this game. And then you have it on prime time. You know what? I, maybe I wouldn't mind just not seeing Dak because the Vikings play the Cowboys and then we go to Baltimore and then we play the Los Angeles Chargers. Then we host the Green Bay Packers. It's a brutal four game stretch for the Vikings. This is the first one. So this could set the tone for how we, you know, exit the under the radar phase if the vikings can win this game we could put ourselves in pretty good playoff position all right my friends so i hope you're wrong um but i have to in light of the fact that it is halloween week i need to get like a spooky scary game prediction because we're all about a good theme on this podcast cooper rush isn't isn't enough i mean i'm seeing ghosts if that's the case let's be honest Yeah. Um, You know, I will say the last time I saw a Vikings game in person, a fan jumped onto the field and actually scored a touchdown. What? So, yeah. I mean, he was running circles around those security guards. And it didn't make TV, but trust me, it happened. Week three against the Seattle Seahawks. I was there. Amazing. So uh, this game, you know, maybe it happens on national television. 
maybe they're wearing, I don't know, maybe a Bridgerton dress or a Squid Game outfit. Yes. It's Halloween. Yes. Anything that's possible. So oh. keep your eyes on the, on the TV. So what I just heard is a Squid Game streaker is what <laughs> yeah. you just called for this weekend's game. Honestly, that'd be scary because then you're like, I don't know, is this gonna guy just gonna get tackled or is something worse gonna happen to him? So. <laughs> you're like, I don't really want to mess with that, but I also don't know what to do. Yeah, <laughs> that's phenomenal. Um, all right, my friend, you're amazing. I'm excited for this game. I think it's gonna be a really good one. Tell the good people where to find you, what you're working on currently, because let's face it, I feel like you know, we've been a little lackadaisical coming out for the buy. And I have a good feeling you've got some good coverage that maybe even Cowboys fans should dive into to, to get a little bit of a look behind the curtain of what what's to come on Sunday. Yeah, anytime. If you want to know what a Vikings fan is thinking during the game, before, after the game on Twitter, you can find me at Flip Mozzie with two Zs. Right now, I'm doing a podcast every Thursday during halftime of Thursday Night Football. It's called Viking Hot Takes. My co-host, Eric J. Thompson, is also on Twitter. And I'm on the Climbing the Pocket post-game show after every game. So we'll be filming Sunday night. Look us up. It's, it's been a pleasure, Kelsey. Always fun to talk Vikings-Cowboys. So much fun, my friend. We'll definitely have you back next time. And as much as I love you, I really hope you're wrong. <laughs> Okay, we'll see. Revenge podcast, revenge game. Here we go. Rush, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, make sure you subscribe to the blog and the boys podcast. Wherever you got find your podcast, whether that's Spotify, Apple, iTunes, or Stitcher. You can find me on Twitter. I'm on, I almost on Instagram. So I'm on Twitter at Kelsey underscore Charles and on Instagram at Hey Kelsey Charles. Megan is at Meg Murray with four R's. And since she's not here and flip, uh, you also, I'm sure, will appreciate this. We always end our show with some really important words because we like to keep it petty on this show as well. And yeah. that is um, uh, Dallas forever and Philly for absolutely never. Birds are not real. Bye, guys.